Good morning and welcome into a Christmas morning message from KMUZ's Talking About Art. I'm your host, Joel Zach, and believe it or not, this is our 201st show since the beginning of Talking About Art, and it's also the last show for this year, 2020. This program will be unique in that it will be short. I'm not highlighting any particular artist or gallery or event in the mid-Willamette Valley. Instead, I'd like to take this time to look back briefly on this past extraordinary year and to look forward to what we may experience in 2021. And yes, there is indeed a ray of hope for us all during the upcoming year. It is also a time for me to say thank you to all who have supported Talking About Art and KMUZ over the past year. Little did we know or understand in February of 2020 what was about to befall us in the arts community come March. But it did befall us. It fell, quite frankly, like a hammer. Since March of this year, like the horsemen of the apocalypse, fire, plague, and dire economic consequences have wreaked havoc and continues to do so across the arts. At first, we thought it would be just a very temporary thing, a month, two months, three months tops. Then, as each page of the calendar fluttered by, and as art event after gallery closing flurried by, and each announcement beginning with that ubiquitous, horrible phrase, due to the pandemic, it became clear and clearer that there was more to this than what met our eyes. Virtually every major annual event was laid aside. After decades, the Salem Art Festival, which sees some 35,000 visitors, gone. There was no World Beat Festival. There was no Corvallis Art Festival or Art Harvest Tour in McMinnville. The annual Philomath Art Studio Tour canceled. After more than 30 years, Westminster and Southminster gone. Likewise, every gallery up and down the valley, across the state, the country, and for that matter, the world, either closed or curtailed their hours. I didn't tell you that the impact on virtually every artist, gallery, and associated art events in this community has been devastating. That impact has been even greater on artists who rely on the showing and selling of their work throughout the year in galleries and at art events. I know this intimately from my own personal experience, as do many of you. Economics aside, this pandemic gig reached deeper than that. The psychological impact and the impact on creativity drove deep and deeper deeper than economics, deeper than just a shutdown or multiple lockdowns or those perpetual slew of governmental mandates, it bore a more invasive, penetrative, psychological burden as well. 
like a heroin addict's needle thrust into our cortex. It insinuated itself into yours and my everyday existence. And always sounding in the background of each and every newscast was the agonizing bell toll of today's mortality rate. So how were other artists faring? I was curious. So I met with several artists from a local arts group called the Creative Collective. It's a group of artists I formed a couple years ago, and it's comprised of local artists, authors, photographers, digital artists. Our purpose is to just meet once a month and share what it is we've been working on and to explore new dimensions of artistic expression. So I met with some of them, and not surprisingly, they too have experienced more or less the same degree of exasperation over all these months. They express the anxiety of, over the lost connections, the decline in artistic motivation. Artist Becky Hesedolf exclaimed, What artist doesn't dream of the day when you can go into your studio for eight hours and do whatever you want? True enough. And yet during this lengthy dry spell, inspiration had withered. Ah, but wait. For every negative expressed, there were more positives. Artist Patricia Young said she decided not to live in fear, but instead took a step back to reassess her art and her mission of art. Photographer Dan Black thought it was a wonderful thing to be out shooting in nature within areas all by himself for a change instead of dealing with the typical crowds. Artist Mara was inspired by a friend who said yes to life and rekindled her interest in simple drawing. Artist Diane Trevet began developing her online sales via Etsy and started her online newsletter. And again, artist Becky Hesedal re-engaged in her art via online workshops. Several mornings ago, I read this entry from Taoist author Dengming Tao, and it struck so very true that it changed my outlook on things. That morning, the, the word expression is what he was writing about. There's nothing to paint anymore. We've seen everything from the classical to the absurd. There's nothing to write anymore. As many books are shredded as read. There's nothing to sing anymore. The once avant-garde is now background music. In a world where expression seems futile, it is hard to maintain creativity. But creativity is a primal impulse cave people painted on walls. Everyone's house has some image on display. Primitive scribes wrote records of their experiences. People still keep diaries. Early shamans sang. We still live with music. We cannot abandon creative expression in our daily lives, though it seems hard to come up with something new. The only way to have fresh expression is to go deep within.
In a sense, today's extreme pluralism eliminates the obligation to do the same as others. At one time, artists, priests, writers, musicians, and craftsmen were obligated to their feudal lords. Today, we are not constrained by hierarchical standards. We are free to commune directly with our inner callings. By coincidence, this mirrors a more sophisticated understanding of the divine. We are no longer in a position of supplication with what is divine. Rather, divinity is a quality from within ourselves. Divinity is a quality within ourselves. And now here we are on the cusp of 2021, a new year. What will it bring? Or more to the point, how will we as artists confront head-on this new year? Undoubtedly, this pandemic passion play will continue its course, but like the artists I just spoke of, we can all choose to say yes to life and decide not to live in fear. Instead, we can explore these myriad of new options for creativity and new channels for showing and selling our art. Four days ago, at 2 a.m. in the morning, Monday morning, when most of us were fast asleep, the winter solstice occurred. The solstice marks the turning point of the year when the darkness begins to fade and the light begins to shine longer and longer. In fact, since Monday, for example, the length of daylight has gained some 23 seconds, and on and on it will continue to grow into summer. And if that weren't a bright enough spot in our lives, since September, the planets Jupiter and Saturn have been drawing closer and closer to each other. On the same night as the winter solstice, they appeared from our vantage point to be a mere 0.1 degree away from each other, thus forming for the first time in 400 years, the Great Conjunction. It is being referred to as the new Bethlehem star or Christmas star. Well, maybe so, but most likely not. That was more likely the conjunction of Venus and Jupiter, which occurred in the year 3 BC. But you know, it's nice to think that the great conjunction is the new Christmas star. Merry Christmas to you all, and I wish you a very artful new year. This has been Talking About Art on KMUZ. I'm your host, Joel Zach. Thank you for listening, and see you in January. <laughs>